Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. My guest is already in studio. I love it when I have live guests in studio. My next guest began his leadership journey as a chicken farmer, which I love that you went from a chicken farmer to now owning a (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Attended the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, served as an Army Ranger instructor and a college pastor, but none of this adequately prepared him for the challenge of leading a team of 100 young adults when he became a Chick-fil-A franchisee in 2008. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations the author of Leader farming zach thomas it's great to be here great to be back yes sir great to be back <laughs> absolutely well i'm really excited uh you're local you know i broadcast this show out of atlanta and i always like to bring uh talented entrepreneurs and your brand of uh success i think is really important because of the fact that you are dealing with a working generation i think that gets uh, uh gets a bad rap the millennial yes, generation and i think it's important that we talk about that we talked about it last time because that's the basis of your book leader farming which is a really good book Yes, if, you, if you're confused of how to uh, get motivate, uh, engage that generational uh, group of people that are dominating the workforce. And some of them, I read an article the other day saying that, that whole workforce is hard to find. You, you, you're mm. tending to hire adults that, in that work field of fast food. And I call Chick-fil-A is in that genre of fast foods, correct? Absolutely. And so uh, more adults are being hired in that world. What used to be a world that was strictly in that, you know, young teenager to mid-20 age range. So why is that, Zach? You know, I think um, just to mention, though, that if we do focus on hiring adults, that's that's really kind of an unsustainable plan. Like mm-hmm. if you're looking at that and saying, I'm just going to hire adults, and I'm going to forget about this generation, you know, the future of your hiring needs are, are, are at, at risk there. Uh-huh. And so you know, why is get, that? Why is that at risk? Why is that? Well, you know, you got to you've got to look at the millennial generation, and and even now we're looking at centennials, which is the the next generation, and they <laughs> they think a little bit differently as well. Where, I got one. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, millennials are very very idealistic in nature, and I think what we're seeing with centennials is that they're a little bit more pragmatic in nature, yes, and mm-hmm. so I think we'll see a little bit more stability with them. But you know. <clears throat> I started looking at um, my overall hiring strategy, and mm-hmm. I, I said, "Well, you know, I've got to—I don't want to guilt and manipulate people mm-hmm. and try to try to coerce people into mm-hmm. staying." And so that really started my journey of trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I 
um, help them grow and become the best version of themselves. And so I started thinking about, you know, my background as a farmer and growing up on a farm, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I did every day is, mm-hmm. is to, to grow things. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to help them grow. Mm-hmm. And, and when they believe that your goal is to help them become the best version of themselves and, and get them to where they want to be, right. they're going to, to stick around a little bit longer. Well, I've always had that philosophy. If anybody who's ever worked for me, I always tell them, I, my goal is to make you better for your next opportunity. Yes, sir. And that's a that's a real honest philosophy I've always had. And I, it's really cool because everybody who's ever worked for me have has always felt I was too hard on them. I always felt I expected too much of them, that I was always driving them. Right. But when they, they always call me back and go, thank you. Yes, sir. I, I see it now. I, I understand exactly what you were talking about. And that's basically, but when I, when I look at your background, you're a military guy, you're a pastor. So that's a, that's a real conservative. Right. right. I, I can say conservative relationship that you have with the world. Now you have these young people, very independent minded. Why? Well, how do you, how, how does this guy who's a minister, who is a military guy, army ranger, mm-hmm. Change because you had to make the adjustment. I did have to make a change, absolutely. And I talk about it in my book. I talk about the pendulum of leadership. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you think about the the far, you know, one one side of the other leadership style. So far left leadership mm-hmm. style was the airborne ranger, hard charging, like make people cry for their mother kind of <laughs> kind of leadership, right? right? Right, right. And then when I became a college pastor, swung the pendulum all the way over to the far right, mm-hmm. and I just developed this philosophy: if you just love everybody enough, they'll do the right thing. And mm-hmm. I got taken advantage of pretty significantly. Mm-hmm. And so I had to find this middle of the road approach, this mm-hmm. middle ground approach. Mm-hmm. And the way that I I, I compare it is to parenting honestly I, I have six children mm-hmm. and so I think about you know as a parent my role is to help my children grow up and be you know productive citizens of society right right, right? right. and but I've got to I've got to hold them accountable mm-hmm. and I've got to do things to show them I love them mm-hmm. and and so that's really I started thinking about it along those roads and and really the leadership style that I've developed is kind of a middle of the road approach and you think about Driving down the center of the road, you got a ditch on both sides, right? right. Mm-hmm. If you become that hard charging, you know, ranger instructor kind of mm-hmm. guy, mm-hmm. you're going to drive people away. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the in the right side ditch, then you know you're gonna you're gonna become just too lenient, and people are going to run all over you. And so, really, the parenting style is what I really I started looking back and saying, okay, well, how am I gonna how am I gonna parent my children? Mm-hmm. And then I started looking at, well, I've got to develop. This, this disciplined approach, taking from this side, mm-hmm. you know, taking from the ranger instructor side, taking from my military background, mm-hmm. but I've also got to love people. Mm-hmm. And so finding that middle ground mm-hmm. of holding people accountable, mm-hmm. but yet helping them know that you, you love them and you care about well, them. Well, you know, I have two philosophies with my company. I have a, my company's motto is live to motivate. Mm. And I always tell people, stop reading a book and start writing your own book. Mm. And that's important because I'm hearing that's what you're doing with your life. Because when you're writing your own book, there's change. Absolutely. And what the thing that annoys me the most about the uh, millennial generation, it gets criticized a lot because they've taken it upon themselves that they want to be entrepreneurs. How mm. da- it's almost a how dare you? Right. You haven't worked for anybody. How could you just say you want to be an entrepreneur? Why? Why, why, why is there so much? I'm talking about older hate. I would say, you know, with the word haters, it always referred to, to the younger generation. But this older generation is really hating on the millennial generation, which is ages 18 to 34, because technology, I always tell people, technology has changed the game. Mm-hmm. It's allowed you to get so much information immediately. So that means that they're, they're not so much their attention span, but they're available information. I always tell people this personally. 
I've taken upon myself to leave my cell phone at home now because right. somehow we have a system in our mind that we have to take that cell phone with us. Mm-hmm. That's, if we don't, something bad is going to happen. And so when you said you're making these changes, what was the number one thing that, 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 that occurred in your philosophy that went, now I'm headed in the right direction and dealing with this organization or this group of people or this demo that's 18 to 34? What, 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 what was that game changer for you? Well, my big wake-up moment was when I got hit by a car in October of 2011. <laughs> so I don't suggest that for anyone. Um, I was literally pedestrian walking across mm-hmm. the street and got mm-hmm. hit by a car. Mm-hmm. Um, but I spent a lot of time sitting on the couch, you know, thinking about... That's how you developed lot. the book, right? I did. I Leader did. That's, farming, that's where it started. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And just started, uh, spent a lot of time just contemplating, thinking about life, what really matters, and, mm-hmm. and what kind of legacy do I want to leave? And uh, and that's really what started my you know me down this road of of thinking about and embracing millennials and centennials and saying you know what I'm wanna I'm gonna pour into their lives I want to help them become the best version of themselves if they mm-hmm. want to be entrepreneurs then mm-hmm. I want them to to come work in my organization and I want them to launch out of my organization and become an even better entrepreneur and because of that. One of your former employees is a Chick-fil-A franchisee, correct? Actually, I have three, three. former employees that are Chick-fil-A franchisees. One is in Houston, Texas. Oh, my hometown. Um, yeah. Astros world champion. That's what yes. the Atlanta Braves are trying to go this year. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to stay there. So we want just uh, the next break. I really want to get into being a Chick Fil A franchisee, but yes, I wanted sir. to dedicate. We're still going to talk about because that's all the process. Because if you, if you become a Chick Fil A franchisee, you're going to be working with these millennials. So I wanted to just set the stage that a lot of people get into this business and this lane. But more importantly, very popular book Zach Thomas has written called Leader farming please go to amazon and get it i've read it i've shared it with my staff so they Thank can you. read it as he's show as he's told you three of his former employees are now franchisee owners i shouldn't say owners involved with the chick-fil-a because yeah. we want to break down exactly what is ownership in chick-fil-a yes, in sir. our next break coming back with more money-making conversation i'm having a good time i'm glad you came back zach thank you very much money-making conversation be right back I'm back with Sean McDonald, Rashawn McDonald, the host of Money Making Conversation. And I'm back with my guest, Zach Thomas, the author of Leader Farming. Also, he's a Chick-fil-A franchise, franchisee. Correct? Yes, sir. Now, here's, last time he was on the show, we just talked about your book, which was really well received. But I didn't talk about you being a Chick-fil-A franchisee. Yes, and so this weekend, a friend of mine from Michigan, Flint, Michigan, said, hey, man, Look, I got turned down. He even sent me the letter that he got turned down trying to, as he tried he applied because he said in Flint, Michigan, there are no Chick-fil-A's. Right. So obviously he's, he's a fan of the of the food because it's taking off everywhere. But he got turned down, read the letter, and the letter was a nice letter. It says we do we do not tell you why we turn you down. We're just telling you that in this particular market there are other people who have interest and we've either chosen to go in that direction or we are considering them. But he was still fired up. So I said, well, I said, it's perfect. Obviously, you looked on LinkedIn and my social media, so you know I have Zach Thomas right. coming on my show. So, Zach, please tell the world. The, I, I, in fact, it's past weekend. I was at Chick-fil-A, got my salad. So I'm a fan of the food. I'm a fan of the lemonade. I'm a fan of the, the pickle. I always get the deluxe, which is the, the cheese and the lettuce and tomato. And the, so I get the, the deluxe when I go there and the wedge fries. So, and I, sometimes I get the strawberry shake. So obviously I know the menu. Yes, sir. Why is it so popular? Well, the food's really good, obviously, <laughs> right? 
I, with me knowing the menu, it has to be. Okay, cool. Certainly. Continue. Well, I think, you know, Truett set a legacy of, of just um, great food, mm-hmm. but great service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, as a franchisee, you know, I want to I want to continue that legacy of right. investing in my people. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes back to leader farming, but, mm-hmm. you know, just investing in my people mm-hmm. and helping them, you know, serve our guests all day, every day. Um, and and just great quality food and mm-hmm. good service and mm-hmm. that's that's what it's all about. Well, okay, that sounds that's real simple, Zach. Yes, sir. Okay, great food. Okay, <laughs> you know, obviously there's a lot of places out there, but they'll have cars parked in the street, got double li- drive-through lines that are packed during lunch. So I go in there. I will admit, I always feel welcome. Mm. I'm not. This is nothing negative to other people in the fast food business. I'm just talking about Chick-fil-A. Right, right. When I go into Chick-fil-A, I've never went into Chick-fil-A. And I'm a minority. And I got well, I've never felt I haven't been welcome. I've never felt that that I I've been slighted. I've always felt that I've gotten 100% the best available service. Mm. And I've been in New York, I've been in Chicago, LA, Dallas. I travel a lot. I've enjoyed Chick-fil-A in small towns. Uh Chick-fil-A's off of, off of freeways. So I've, I've I've had this experience everywhere. That's a mentality mm-hmm. that's that I have to say that is uh, preached mm-hmm. within the company. Why? Well, you know, it, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, mm-hmm. when we're looking for talent, mm-hmm. you know, I can teach anybody how to make a chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. But what I'm looking for is, is what's going on inside of here, you mm-hmm. know, in the heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, you know, that's what Chick-fil-A is looking for, too, when mm-hmm. they're when they're interviewing the franchisees, potential owner operators, you know, there, there's quite a bit of folks that apply every year. I think mm-hmm. the year that I applied, there were 25,000 applicants. <laughs> you hear that, and, Flint, Michigan? Uh, you yeah. hear that, Flint, Michigan? <laughs> yep, so 20, 25,000 applicants. And it, at the time, they were only they only accepted the year that I, I got in at 2008. There were 20, 20 um, external candidates that came in as Chick-fil-A franchisees and owner-operators. Okay, a lot of prayer, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, so here, here's what I, you know, this is the easy answer, right? Okay. The easy answer is, if God wants you to be a Chick-fil-A operator, <laughs> you'll be a Chick-fil-A operator. <laughs> Coming from a pastor, okay, yeah. so he has a heads up on y'all, yeah, okay? Yeah. Now, now, what is the process? Let's tell everybody, what is the process to, to be a Chick-fil-A, do you own the building? Do you own the land like traditional franchisee owners and operators? It's, How does that work? It's quite a bit different than traditional franchise opportunities where we don't make the initial investment in the land or the building. You know, Chick-fil-A owns the property, they own the building, mm-hmm. and we are granted the right to operate the franchise in that, in that building and on that land. And so, you know, really, when you think about it, it's not so much an asset because I can't, I can't sell my Chick-fil-A okay. franchise when okay. I get ready to retire. Okay. I can't leave it to my children, mm-hmm. but it's a cash flow opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so from a money-making conversation. conversation. There you go, my brother. Yeah. Right show. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. So, you know, you got to think about your, your, your money-making opportunities. Is, is it an investment? Is it an asset opportunity? Uh-huh. Or mm-hmm. is it more of a cash flow opportunity? Mm-hmm. And, and Chick-fil-A franchisees, it's very much a cash flow opportunity. With that being said, like a lot of a lot of uh, people who get into the, the other McDonald's, the Burger Kings, yes, you hear them say they own a hundred or they may own two hundred. Can that be accomplished under the uh, under the business model of Chick Fil A? Can you be a part of multiple uh, 
Chick-fil-A franchises? You can, mm-hmm. um, but not in that number. And mm-hmm. so right now, I think the most that anyone owns is three. Mm-hmm. And um, and those are out in Texas, actually. Mm-hmm. Most of those guys mm-hmm. that have mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is, that is how, um, you know, Truett established a model to where he wanted local ownership mm-hmm. you know with mcdonald's franchisees I, uh, I could live in florida and mm-hmm. own 30 mcdonald's in right toledo mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but but not in the case of of chick-fil-a he wants uh, we want local ownership so that we're fully invested in the business mm-hmm. and and that's where you know i was previously at macklin crossing in marietta georgia right mm-hmm. which is that about was the original chick-fil-a location that's where right? i started very yes, popular sir. yes mm-hmm. sir that's mm-hmm. where i started mm-hmm. and i applied for um, the opportunity to open the new rock mart location in, well, in Polk Kern. county mm-hmm. correct and mm-hmm. that's my home that's where mm-hmm. i'm from mm-hmm. and so i re i had to relocate mm-hmm. i had to give up my franchise in marietta mm-hmm. because it was too far mm-hmm. from the new franchise. And mm-hmm. so, you know, long term, I want to be a multi-unit operator. That was another reason why I relocated out of the Atlanta market because mm-hmm. Atlanta is very, very saturated. Right. Mm-hmm. But moving outside the Atlanta market, there's mm-hmm. potential opportunity for multi-unit a little bit more. Okay, cool. With that being said, okay, you back to the leader farming, your book. Yes, sir. Okay. You you have employed people. You're in Marietta. That's a certain mm-hmm. core of people, I think, more densely populated. Mm-hmm. Then you're going out to this new location. What was the difference in the type of employees that you were able to bring on board and their motivation? Yeah, I think that I'm in a smaller community. Mm-hmm. I am in a rural community mm-hmm. versus a mm-hmm. more urban community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that what I'm seeing here is that I've got quite a bit more full-time folks that right. are you know, wanting to um, be a part of an organization. They see the the uh, impact that Chick-fil-A is making in the community. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, I want to be a part of that. Right, right, and, right. Uh, and so, but, you know, we still have turnover. And mm-hmm. that's what one of the things I talk about in the book is is just to embrace turnover. Right. Because, you know, so many people, we spend so much time fighting turnover. Mm-hmm. But if we actually embrace it and we mm-hmm. develop systems and processes mm-hmm. in our business that mm-hmm. fully embrace turnover, mm-hmm. I think we can we can operate our businesses without guilt and manipulation and trying to control people. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole goal. So, uh, you know, like I said earlier, that uh, my, my voice is dominant in the, in the, on the college campuses. It's yes, dominant sir. in the 18 to 34 age group. What would you have to say to, to that group that gets, uh, I think, hated on because mm-hmm. they want to be entrepreneurs? They, they see an opportunity, like you said earlier, off air about they see the Zuckerbergs. They see these young people uh, who are... are Suddenly becoming billionaires and millionaires overnight, you know, Mm -hmm. based on IPOs. What do you say to them is is the frame of um, hourly employment a way to start and then elevate yourself? How do you how do you get them to come come to the outside, the hourly wage side? Right. (laughs) I would encourage them to see whether it's working at Chick-fil-A or really any other um, franchise opportunity Mm -hmm. to go in and see that as an opportunity to learn business skills, to learn things, work ethic, you know, that's, that's important, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so to learn work ethic, to, Mm -hmm. to, to establish some grit in Mm -hmm. their daily routine Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that will set them up for success for their future entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and uh, anything that they want to do on their own in the future. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if they can, they just stick in there for a little while and, uh, and try to try to uh, learn from from a franchisee or from someone that's been in business for themselves 
uh, for quite some time, they can actually learn a good bit. And so see it as a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my encouragement to them. And, again, and that's good because I think that you, you're learning from a top level mm-hmm. A small corporation. I, I always look at every franchise as every every as a standalone because mm-hmm. that experience that 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 the sales are tied to that particular location. So I always look at it as little mini businesses. So yes, so when you go in there, you got to market. Even mm-hmm. though it's nationally marketed, you still got to market. You still got to have that same customer service. You still got to have the ability to win. But more importantly, developing that mindset that you're preaching on a regular basis in uh, leader farming. Mm-hmm. That that's. Being a, Ch- a Chick-fil-A franchisee after being hit by a car yes, <laughs> in sir. 2011 made you realize that there was change. And you, mm-hmm. had to, you, know, you had to meet in the middle. Absolutely. You know, the, the ability to say, this is where I want it done, doesn't always motivate the people that you're trying to hire. And more importantly, keeping them on board long term mm-hmm. is the goal. So uh, any, any, any departing statements, any, any hype you want to put out for your brand before you leave, Zach? Well, I just encourage folks to develop a philosophy of leader, whether you want to call it leader farming or, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. but it's just it's really just pouring into young people mm-hmm. and seeing the fruit of your labor through what they're doing mm-hmm. and just helping them grow and develop. And in turn, that will actually lead uh, to, to great rewards for yourself as well. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. Brought it back Thank on the show. And I, and I like to believe that in the fall, you come back on the show again. I would love to. Because I want to, be you know, you're a brand guy. You, uh, I, I want people to understand that this show is about creating consistent relationships. And uh, I want to build you. I want to let everybody know that what you do is important for everybody in America to grab hold to. Lead a farm get it at Amazon. Yes, and uh, we keep winning. You need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great. They sound great, too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.